You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV, Enlightening Television. Welcome. Time for Soulfully Guided with Carmel Ann. Carmel Ann. Live from soulfullyguided.com.au. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page, facebook.com slash psychic radio. Askoneradio.com or moonstruck.tv. This is Soulfully Guide on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Hello, hi everyone. Welcome to another week of Soulfully Guided. I am your host, Carmel Ann. Um, look, we are taking about talking about a three-part series. So if you missed out on last week, which was episode one on our drug addiction series, uh, last week we introduced the three-part series, what I'd be talking about, we discussed drug addiction from a physical perspective, from an emotional perspective, and also from a brain perspective. So we're got carrying on from there today. Um, look, as a, I don't consider myself a recovered addict. I am me without the addiction status. I'd love to share my experience and what I learned across the 17 years. Um, as well as what I've learned personally and through education. Um, it is not something I openly talk about um, a lot, but it does um, it does influence a lot of the decisions and the lifestyle I live today. Um, so I wanted to talk about today extreme methods of tricking the brain, and these are just ways of helping people acknowledge the um, dependence our body has and our brain has on a substance the first time we take it and thereafter as it becomes a habit. So I think I will need to break this down into two episodes. We'll see how I go. We might also include because um, I think it's really important to express the our mental health, not only during using substances during our addiction, but also thereafter as we transition to not being a substance abuser. Um, you know, I think that's really important and they might take over an extra two episodes. If you have any questions, please forward them to me, softlyguided.com.au. Um, you'll find everywhere where you can contact us because we will be doing an episode on asking questions and some questions have come through already that I'll be spending an episode answering. Oh, what a mouthful. Now it's really hot here as well. I wanted to put the air conditioner on, but um, we're having a really hot day, a couple of days in Victoria, Australia. But if I put the air conditioner on, my mic is going to make it sound like I'm in a UFO about to take off. So um, excuse the um, summer look I'm rocking today. But um, look, so we, we're going to talk about tricking the brain. And by no means would I recommend anyone to go out and create this scene or this experience or this to try and replicate this in any way to try and trick the brain. It is not always guaranteed. Um, we, last week we talked about how much the brain sort of depends on the drug and how a habit is formed in the brain, how the addiction is formed straight away or the experience is formed straight away after we use a substance. So we're looking at 
when you need to trick the brain, it's got to be, you know, there are things that happen in life. It works for some of us. It doesn't work for others. It is a fear-based thing. So that's why I would, wouldn't recommend you go out and, you know, create an opportunity where you're going to OD or anything like that. But um, when you, when we talk about tricking the brain, we're talking about a substance that your brain has learned to register that it needs as much as you need air. So that's huge. When people are understanding drug addiction for their loved ones or themselves, your brain is basically saying, hey, I need this drug as much as I need the air that I breathe. Um, in that context, you can understand the depth of how hard it is to quit a substance. So um, let's not be too hard on ourselves when we lapse or relapse. But also, um, you know, when we trick the brain, it could be something that happens that we're so scared of. For some people, it could be overdosing or watching someone else overdose around you. It could be losing, a, you know, losing your child in, you know, um, your rights to be able to look after your child. For each person, it's different, but the, it has to snap your brain out of thinking, I need this just as much as I need to breathe to thinking I can never take this again. The fear has to be so strong that it completely snaps the brain out of the, the need for it. That doesn't mean withdrawal or it doesn't miss out on withdrawal or, you know, anything that comes with quitting or that doesn't mean you're not going to want to take the drug again. It's just that the brain has snapped out of that addiction for the biggest fear you'll ever encounter in your life. So that is why I don't recommend creating a situation like that where you trick your brain out of addiction with such an extreme method. It works in some instances. Um, it is not guaranteed to work, but it is. Um, it, it, it can help sort of, you know, those years of... I guess those years of wanting to quit, and I, I don't know how to say this. So, um, you know, the, it can sort of speed up the process of quitting, but it won't take away the problems that you encounter along the way of quitting. Um, you know, there's some things that I'm sure there's more modern day um, techniques and, you know, offer things out there that can help people. Um, I understood the methadone program which helps people that are addicted to heroin to try and you know a man-made synthetic legal version of heroin um i personally avoided any sort of middle man or middle step um things like this where they also try and trick the brain but on a more legal and you know healthier way um to me doing something like that is not good enough it's like um, if you're still wanting to use a substance and you're substituting it for something else just because it's legal or it's more acceptable or, you know, um, I think, well, it's going from one addiction to another. And for anyone that takes drugs or, you know, doesn't understand um, the difference between a man-made, this methadone to heroin, well, I guess you're looking at saying, say, for example, if you're a weed smoker, it's the difference between smoking marijuana or smoking that leaf part. Or if you're a smoker, it's the difference between having, you know, uh, uh, one of your standard everyday cigarettes that, are, you know, maybe could be a blue coloured or a red, one of the strongest ones. 
and then you only being able to have access to a menthol, it just doesn't cut the spot. Um, if you've never used a substance, well, imagine you have, and we have the best coffee in the world, I believe, but imagine having a latte every morning and then all you've got one morning is an instant coffee. So it just, um, it's not the same thing and it, it sort of, it, it's not taking away the dependence or the reason why you're taking the substance. It's just filling a gap so you can sort of progress without the illegal substance side of things. So if you can, um, you know, there's important ways, um, you know, and healthy ways that are not going to cause any extreme health problems or, um, you know, withdrawal that are really extreme that could cause you a lot of suffering where you need medical attention, you need to make sure that you're safe. But, um, you know, for me, I just don't see the point of substituting one thing for another because you're not actually solving the problem. You're just shifting your addiction to something else or a more acceptable version of it. So there are legal ways of trying to trick the brain um, that have been brought in medically. There is those extreme cases that I wouldn't recommend, but have happened that, you know, have you ever had alcohol poisoning, for example, and you never drink that sort of drink again, that sort of tricking the brain. Um, you know, so, um, huh. so that's where I stand on my knowledge of tricking the brain out of addiction. Um, once again, I can't emphasize enough not to go out and um, create these experiences. Now, before we get into what worked for me, can I just see with our producer, Dave, how much time do I have left of the show? Let's see. Three and a half minutes. So what we're going to do is next week, I will add two sessions in, two extra shows, um, because this is not a common thing I will be talking about. So please um, understand the point of discussing about tricking the brain is to show the dependence our brain has on this substance. So if you're dealing with a loved one or you are, that is a substance user or you are a substance user, please understand your brain is craving this as much as it needs air. So please be kind to yourself. Um, time is often an enemy of ours as substance abusers, but um, if you're ready and willing to change, that is a, a beginning. Um, it's not going to be an easy struggle, but it will, you know, a, a journey, but it will be very well worth it. Next week, I'm going to talk about techniques that worked for me, very not as extreme as tricking the brain, but ways that worked for me, how I filled the gap of what I was lacking and I, instead of filling that with substance abuse, I started filling it out with other things, you know, filling it with other things that um, were more fulfilling. It was a long journey. There were lies. There were relapses. There were lapses. Um, I wasn't able to get the help that I needed on the public system and couldn't afford the private system. So I will share with you what worked for me. Once I made that choice, it was a lot easier. Won't say it was easy, but it was a lot easier. So I'm happy to share that next week. Um, I also wanted to say something there and I forgot. Um, so, but then the week after that, I might even talk about drugs and mental health during and after. Um, so we'll include two extra episodes and then thereafter we'll be asking questions. So, so far I had questions about a, um, AA and how did I actually stop? Um, do I still feel like taking drugs? Am I scared of doing drugs again? 
um, and ask questions about rehab and how did I get help. So I touched a little bit on that today. So if you want to tune in next week, I'll talk about methods that work for me to quit. Thereafter, we'll talk about mental health, chucking in those two extra ep episodes. And if you have any questions that you would like to be answered, in, please message me within three weeks and uh, you can message me at any of the, any of the links on my website, soulfullyguarded.com.au. Thank you for listening and thank you for letting me feel confident enough to share addiction from my perspective. Thank you. We'll see you next week.